Well, good morning, everyone. And uh, hey, real quick, before we jump into our last week, my name is Ryan. I'm our lead pastor here at Radiant Life. But uh, man, those, those bumper videos is what we call before the teaching series. We actually have one of our own change makers by the name of Jameson that puts all that stuff together. So we send him the ideas, and he comes up with the video, and we come up with the scripts for him to write and then get a voiceover and all that. But not only is he a change maker for us on the media side, which you guys just don't get to see, but we have change makers all over the place that especially serve during first service. I don't know if it's still raining outside, but it was raining, and our, our parking lot team was out there in the rain trying to help escort people in, and we've got this giant ditch over here that's going to be filled in this week, and there's change makers getting coffee around. Can we just give it a hand to all of our change makers who serve us so well? Amen. Yes. I don't know about you, but I'm fired up. I had a good night last night. Just saying, just saying, not only that, more importantly, we had people get saved first service and had some baptism, and you're going to see more baptism this service. So I'm, I'm on cloud nine right now. I got some caffeine and Holy Spirit in me, and I'm ready to move this morning, all right? Hey, well, um, I'm ready to hear from God's word this morning as we wrap up this Mind Monster series, and just understand this is um, one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing is just to help us and... Um, Get the negative stigma that mental illness shouldn't be talked about within the church. Uh, I, I have Crohn's disease. I have a digestive autoimmune disease. It's okay for me to get medicine, but why not? Why have we put a stigma on people who have depression that can't get medicine? We want to eliminate that stuff. I think God has given wisdom to doctors in order to heal us as well. And I would be a wreck if I did not get my medicine every eight weeks in my hand as I sit there for one hour in the doctor's office basically getting chemotherapy. Man, it stinks. But I reframe it. I now have my nurse that pokes a needle in my left hand every eight weeks listening to our messages online. <laughs> hey, who's a prisoner now? Ha ha. I pull a Apostle Paul on you. All right? I'm excited. Hey, uh, this series, this has been our core idea, is um, most of life battles are won and lost in the what, friends? In the mind. Remember what the enemy of your soul, what is his name? He is a deceiver. He is the father of lies. He wants to get you in between the ears. And it's a battle. So this morning, we're going to look at a guy by the name of Paul. We've kind of been looking at his letter to the church in Philippi in the New Testament. He's writing to those first century Jesus followers, um, and that letter that we have is Philippians. And remember, this is known as a prison epistle. In other words, a prison letter. Paul wants to go to Rome to be a preacher, but instead he goes to Rome and finds himself to be a prisoner. And he's in a jail cell of all things. In the mucky, muddy jail cell, as literally the Roman sewer system would run through the bottom of the cells in the prisons. And this is the perspective that Paul is in as he writes this. So I'm going to do something a little different. We normally don't do this. But do you mind standing to your feet as we read God's word this morning? Would you do that, please? Let's, we're going to read this together. Philippians chapter 4, a couple verses. Here it goes for God's word. Uh, there we go. There we go. Whoop, back there. Do not be anxious about anything. Time out. Are you kidding me, Paul? Have you ever dealt with life? 
But remember, perspective, where is Paul? He's in a prison. Of all people who ought to be anxious about something, it ought to be him. But he's writing, hey, I want everyone to know, don't be anxious. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely... Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, I want you to do this. Think about such things. And whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Now, in the traditional church, you would normally at this time, after reading God's word, in traditional churches say, uh, may the peace of God be with you, or may the uh, Lord's peace be with you. But we're not as traditional, so we're going to turn to our neighbor and say, get you some peace. All right, turn to three people, say, get you some peace, and then take a seat. I don't know about how many of you, but... Um, I think many of us struggle with irrational thoughts, or our mind will go in places that we never dreamed or imagined our mind running to, and we don't like it. Maybe for many of us, um, actually, I want to show you, let me show you this. This is um, just a door. And I think for some of us, this is a representation of our mind. Because what happens is, We wake up in the morning and read perhaps our Facebook newsfeed, or we turn on media. And we allow worry and anxious thoughts and inappropriate things to take residence in our mind. Even though we don't want those things. It's almost like we've done and opened the door to these thoughts and say, come on, take, go ahead. I'm scared about my grades because I don't know what mom and dad are going to think. And I'm not a great test taker. So anxiety and worry come in now that you're going to go take your test. You don't know what mom and dad are going to say. And if you're a parent and you have kids and there's school shootings and that have going on in America, which is absolutely crazy to think about, that there are kids going to our schools that are frightened out of their mind. And we open the door and now we're worried to even send kids to school sometimes. Come on in, those anxious thoughts. I don't know if my relationship is really good with my spouse or my boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever, and I don't know what's going to happen. What are they doing? And it keeps us up at night, and we open the door to our mind and say, go ahead, take residence. And for some of us, I'm, I'm, I'm scared that some of us, this is how wide open this door actually is. We just let anything run wild in between the ears and up here. Finances. My child's got to get braces. What are we going to do? Worry creeps in. I got to pay for cars. I've got two cars that maybe I shouldn't have even gotten in the first place. How am I going to pay the bills? And we allow worry and those things come in. And we cannot keep up with all the thoughts that we have. For some of us, we're just fed up. It feels like we got a brain tumor and this headache and you just want to go, I need these thoughts gone out of my head. And this is where I love God's word. Because Jesus himself made a promise. Jesus never 
ever said this. I want you to watch, look at this. In John, Jesus did not say this. Sorry. Let your hearts be troubled. Jesus never said that. What Jesus did say is do not let your hearts be troubled. Whew, that's something I can sink into. That's something that, you know what, I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. You know what, bad thought, you know what, worry, I'm going to shut that door. I ain't going to be troubled about it. And the angels that appeared to the shepherds and everyone during the time of Jesus' birth, what did the angels say? The angels that appeared during the Christmas story that we call did not say this, glory to God in the highest and on earth, stress and anxiety. Good luck. What did the angels say? Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, what friends? Peace. 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 So many of us, we're not even experiencing that peace. We're sitting here going, why? And I love the Apostle Paul. We, we stood up and read that scripture together. Paul in prison never sit there and told us all, hey, be anxious about everything. Just go around with that door of anxiety and depression and worry and fear and false expectations. Just let everything into your mind to take up residency. Go ahead. He did not say that. What Paul said is do not be anxious about anything. Watch this. But in every situation, whether the anxiety, the stress, the worry, whatever comes on your plate, by what, friends? Prayer. By prayer. Paul's giving you the formula. By prayer and petition. Here's part of the formula we let leave out. With thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. I think for some of us, we're so good at telling God what's wrong with everything. And we miss it. Like, you know what, Ryan, I do. I go to prayer. I, I, I try not to be anxious. I am, though. And I try to go to God in prayer. And I, I'm presenting my requests to God. But you're missing something. With thanksgiving, Paul specifically puts that in the formula. So maybe perhaps it's sometimes when we wake up. And yes, you may not be having a great day. But you know what, God, thank you that I'm even alive and I can have clothes on my back. Thank you that I have air to breathe this morning. Thank you for a roof over my head. And yes, thank you for food on the table. I think it's the simple things we forget sometimes. Go to God in prayer, but don't forget to thank him for what he has blessed you with. And look at the formula. If you do this. If you go to God in prayer with thanksgiving, you present everything to God, look what happens. And the, can we read those three words together? And the peace of God. Who doesn't want that? It's going to transcend all understanding. In other words, you won't even comprehend it. Nor when you tell people what you're experiencing, they're going to say, how are you okay? I don't know but God. What will the peace of God do? It will guard your hearts and your what, friends? It will settle this down. This TV will shut down soon. (laughs) 
There's three things I pray for my kids every morning. I take them to school, my wife and I. Number one, that they be a leader. First prayer. Number two, that God, that they would shine their light for you in their classrooms. And number three, it's this right here. That God, your peace would guard their hearts and their minds as they go to school. I think a quick understanding. This thing will shut off. Let me grab something. Analogy. Sorry, new mic. We're trying to fix it. Got a bag of worries. And got a bag of God. And I don't know about you, but there are times where I take my worries. I don't like that I left the door open for worries just to come in and God's not guarding. I haven't allowed God to guard my thoughts and what comes in. And, and I take my worries, whatever it is, and I grab it out of the worry box and say, you know what, God, it's yours. And drop it in the God box. And then I had another worry, and I grab another worry and drop it, God, it's yours, drop it in the God box. And, and we keep doing that over and over, which is fantastic. That's what we, right, we got to present our requests to God. Let me keep taking my worries. God, I give it to you. God, I give it to you. But well, often what happens is, God, I have this worry. I give it to you. Do something. You haven't done anything. I take it back. Why do we laugh? Because we know that's what we do. God, I, in reality, I don't want to carry this around. I, I don't want this. But so many of us, we say, God, this is yours. But we just, after, if it's not answered in your time, we say, God, give it back then. I'll worry. Hear my heart on this. I think for some of us, Many of us, you need a bigger God and smaller worries. And not only that, now do we say, God, I have this small worry. In comparison to who you are, I give it to you. That sounds great, but that's not what we do. We say, God, this is who I am, and I'm in you every day. I don't have my worries to give to you. This is you, and this is who I am. I, you have everything of me, not just my worries. Now I can walk around. Come on, worries. What do you got? I got the creator of the universe on my side. What you got? I'm going to challenge some of you. I think some of you, you need a God box. Literally, not as, quite as beautiful as this one. But you need to create a God box and put it by your bed. What, what would I do with it? You literally write down every single worry that comes to your mind, even the worry at 2 a.m. Write it down. God, it's yours. Boom. Drop it in your God box. And if you don't think God can handle it, then you got to go back to your God box, say, God, I don't think you're big enough to do it, and grab that worry back out. Try it. It'll change you. It'll challenge you. But there's something special of actually writing down a worry and giving it symbolically to God. It's yours. And there's something really spiritual 
if you still have that on your mind and you actually go to your God box and say, I need that worry back, it'll move you. So I want to ask a question. We really, I said this core idea a couple weeks ago. And the core idea was this right here. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life will move in the direction of whatever you open your thoughts and mind to. Go ahead, take residency. It will move. So if that's the statement, let me ask you a question. Do you like where your thoughts are taking you? Do you like the worry? Do you like the stress? Do you like the dark places that sometimes your mind is taking you? And maybe some of you this morning, you're like, I, I can't stand it. Help me. I can't give you a stronger biblical principle than what I'm going to give you as we wrap up this series. How do I do it, Ryan? What do I do with my thoughts? What do I do? What do I do? This one simple statement. Train your mind towards truth. Train your mind towards what, friends? Towards truth. If you were going to run in our 5K this Saturday, you're probably training your body for it. Or you might pass out. <laughs> if any physical event, every athlete trains. My question is, we will always have battles in the mind. We ha why aren't we training and understanding and getting God, let me, let me be transformed by the renewing of my mind. i got to get truth into me. So I want to share with you some of the truths that I read every single day over my life. Jesus is first in my life. I exist to serve and glorify him. I am disciplined. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. My words, thoughts, imaginations are under the power of Christ. I take all thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. I am creative, innovative, driven, focused, and blessed beyond measure because the Holy Spirit dwells within me. I wake up with purpose, direction, and meaning every day of my life. We have to get God's truth to cover up the enemy's lies that come into our mind. How do we do it? A couple things. We read it. You say it. You believe it, and you live it. Every morning, I read this. I am strong and mighty. I have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwelling inside of me. I am not my past. I am, I am not what I did. I am who God says I am. I, and he says I'm forgiven. He says I'm redeemed. He says I'm free. I am not a hostage, hostage to unhealthy thoughts. The weapons I fight with are not the weapons of this world. I have divine power to demolish strongholds. I demolish every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. I take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I have the mind of Jesus directing my thoughts. I have the word of God guiding my steps. Worry is not my master. I trust in God. His peace guards my heart, guards my mind, and guards my soul in Christ Jesus. Every morning I read it, I say it, I believe it, and I try to live it. My God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. 
I am not a slave to my habits. I am not a prisoner to an addiction. I have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the kingdom of God's light. I am empowered. I am chosen. I am called. I am a masterpiece of God, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for me to do. My God will bless me abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all I need, I will abound in every good work. Read it. Say it. Believe it. Live it. Train your mind in God's truth. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. My God is for me. My God is with me. No weapon for me will prosper. Nothing can separate me from God's love. Not death, not demons, not the present, nor the past. No power on earth will ever separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus my Lord. I am not what I have or buy. My identity is in Jesus and Jesus alone. By God's power, I can change. I cast my cares on God because he cares for me. My life belongs to God daily. I seek him and daily he directs my steps. I know his voice and he leads me to his perfect will. And my confidence, my confidence is in Jesus and Jesus alone. Because his spirit lives within me, I can do anything and everything he calls me to. Every day. I read this during my quiet time. And as a gift to you, the ushers are going to come forward. And they're going to gift you with this. Read it. Say it. Believe it. Live it. So I don't know about you, but the mind's a battlefield that Joyce Meyer wrote that book, The Mind's a Battlefield. She's right. She's right. During my quiet times, here's how it goes. After I read my, whatever I was reading for the morning, I journal real quick. And then I go... And during my prayer time, I pray for two things. I pray this over my life, and it's got scripture references. If you're wondering, what was I reading? It's there for you. And I pray this. I pray, I pray God's word into my life. But I also have another sheet that I grab out that are my lost family and friends that I pray for every single morning. Can I say something? This list has helped me tremendously in the morning. I pray you really use this somewhere. Whether you stick it in your Bible, it's on a mirror when you get ready and you're looking at your beautiful self, getting yourself ready, that you look it over. Because here's the thing. I had a different message planned for this week as we wrap this up. I think God wanted this in your hands. That's why we went this route. Every morning, read it. Say it. Believe it. And live it. Because the enemy of your soul wants you to believe the lies that you've been believing. 
know this. There will always be a battle. As long as you're following Jesus, you will always have an enemy out to get you. The father of lies, the deceiver. There will always be a battle up here with your thoughts, with things that we're letting in the door that we know, God darn it, I wish I didn't let that. I don't want to think that way. But the door is open. There will always be a battle, but friends, let Jesus win them. You cannot win them alone. And by golly, we're going to go. Paul nailed it. We're going to prayer before you, God. And that door to these thoughts that we don't want to enter into our mind, we're going to you with prayer and thanksgiving. So that you, God, would cover our mind and cover this door with your peace. And Paul says, guard, remember who's above him about eight feet in the air for eight hours? A Roman guard, a Roman soldier. That's the picture Paul's giving us. That God's peace stand at your door of negative thoughts and worry and anxiety and say, not today. I got you. Not today. I got you. Let's let Jesus win. So Heavenly Father, we give you these battles. Beauty is you already have victory for us. May we walk in.